Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like? Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks, Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what Absolutely. I like to see. And that is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat of me. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that. Hello, hello. This is Under the Floodlights with me, Bailey Hutchison and Chris Ringland. And what is the point in intro this week when it has happened, Chris? Moose's Zizoko has gone to Watford. What do we think? <laughs> the transfer that nobody saw coming. Uh, the, the big move for, for Suzuko. I can't believe it. Like You, you go through this guy's list of honours and... You think back to that Euro final, oh, you yeah. look back to Euro 2016 where he didn't perform all tournament and then the final looked like some player which Newcastle fans at the time weren't happy about. Musa did provide one of the moments of the weekend whenever he absolutely booted a ball at Nuno. Uh, yeah. we, we don't know if it was because of the transfer but mm. let's just play along and say yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, uh, the big transfer and we have to talk about it. It was the most social, uh, most liked social media post ever by a sports team. Uh, I, I know you would oh, love that, Chris. Oh, right. Uh, what, what, uh, what do you mean? As in that picture that Man United tweeted of R- Ronaldo, the thing? Of, the of literally just his name, which I think shows you what, what you need to know wow. about this. Wow. He's back. Uh, the highest paid ever Premier League player. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Is he not taking a, a wage cut as well? He has indeed, but it's still rumoured to be over £450,000 a week. So it is, which is 36 years of age. Not bad. Ah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, because I think, I think if I'm right in saying Neymar is on 800000 a week, but that is like on another stratosphere compared to everybody else um, in terms of like, well, maybe the Chinese teams pay that, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, we, we currently don't know uh, length or anything. It was obviously a, a massive thing over the weekend. Uh, a lot of United fans uh, were deleting social media posts themselves uh, from Friday night uh, whenever they all believed that uh, Ronaldo could have been on his way to the other side of Manchester. Yeah, the, the chat was that, that his representatives had agreed a deal with Man City. Um, and I have to say, like, I, I love, you know, I suppose I have to get my biases a little bit out of the way. <laughs> of, of, of all the big teams, so to speak, you know, I, I do have a soft spot for, for Man United and I do love the idea of Ronaldo coming back to Man United. But I do have to say, really, to me, it makes a lot more football sense for him to go to Man City. Uh, maybe not with Pep, but in terms of, like, like, Man United are now stacked up front. Yeah, it, it's not the issue. it's not the area United needed to strengthen. Yeah, I, I mean you have I to take the opportunity, but someone has to go now. Yeah, like in, in shirt sales alone, they'd be dumb not to do this. Well, they partly are dumb because now there's a fight between him and Cavani over who gets oh, that shirt. Oh, of course, and, of course. And yeah. someone's going to need to be refunded. Yeah. But Man United really need a defensive midfielder. <laughs> 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 not 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 a not a thirty six year old Ronaldo, you know. Look, anything to make it more likely for Jesse to come home. Um, look, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> I, I love that. Like, everyone's had their own thoughts about this. And your, your main my concern only. is Jesse Lingard. My, my only then. thought is Jesse Lingard. It's my only concern. Jay Ling's back at a London stadium. But no, uh, I, I put it up on, like, so far, uh, Instagram story to see if people thought, does this make United real title contenders? Mm, and- yeah. And the only people that seem to think this does is United fans. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, take from that what you will. Uh, Paul Merson questioned it, which I, I wasn't happy question about. Question what? Because Questions. We all know. Just question the fact that they signed him. He was kind of like, what does he bring at that age? And is he joking? It's not what United need. Uh, well, you know what Merce is like. Like, Merce is so low-key right about so many things. But is he well, also like a low-key Chelsea fan? Is that not also a thing? Have you heard that? Oh yeah, massive. So yeah. even though he played for Arsenal, yeah. But 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 on Ronaldo, like I do think because Mersh chirped him, I think Ronaldo right. will go a goal a game. 
Right. Because you you know what the guy's like. The guy the guy's one of these Michael Jordan type psychopaths. Yes. Who well, just takes hate like that on. Well, like so, I because I was thinking a bit about it. Like I was kind of disappointed. Well, like I like Ronaldo, um, and you know, just based on documentaries and just I, I just think like he's kind of earned what he's got out of the game through mostly oh, through hard work and things. So I I do yeah. appreciate that. Um, but like you know, I was disappointed that Juventus was a bit. Well, it wasn't like a disappointment. I mean, he scored 81 goals in 98 games for them. <laughs> well, yeah, um, unfortunately for Ronaldo, whenever he went to Juventus, he was being managed. Uh, his manager at the time was the football terrorist that is Maurizio Sarri. So, yeah, Maurizio Sarri and Andrea Perlo. You know, I, I, I wouldn't yeah. say they're the. Ha- well, I wouldn't say Perlo certainly isn't the highest caliber, probably the <laughs> least caliber coaches ever managed him. Um, but, yeah, it's a shame that, yeah. Like it didn't really well. It's not that it didn't work out, but it's just a shame it wasn't more successful. I think, um, you know, because uh, yeah, yeah. against the Italian league, I I don't care enough. <laughs> if he like like his entire like existence at Juve was just there. It's sort of like what PSG do. Your entire existence there is just to win the Champions League, and if you don't do that, no one cares. Yeah, it's not quite as bad as PSG in that sense, but it is like that. Yeah. Mm. And we'll talk more about uh, PSG later, but to talk about a, a transfer that did include a, a European champion uh, from last season, uh, Kurt Zuma, Chris. <laughs> what yes. are your feelings? Kurt Zuma is a European champion. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's a very, it's a very good signing. Uh, like, so I, I mean, the reason why we needed a defender was because we lost Fabian Balbuena, who was kind of low key, pretty solid defender. But we're going to be playing in Europe. I don't think that's the only reason. Well, <laughs> well, we'll talk about the game later. But I think if you watch Dawson at the weekend, I think there's more. <laughs> Look, the thing about Dawson, the thing about Dawson is that D- Dawson is one of the biggest aerial threats in the Premier League. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. He is phenomenal at uh, set pieces. At um, mm. in terms of you know, he can attack them and things. Uh, and like he was very good in defending, but like yes, his performances have dropped off slightly. I think it will, it'll up everybody's game to have Zuma, and I think, I think it works on every level. I think it'll be a very good signing in the long run, um, and it's rare that we have defenders that are as solid as that. So um, yeah, it should make a, a big difference. Yeah, I'm absolutely devastated to see the big guy go. Uh, if anyone, well, well you're apparently already getting you know getting his replacement, so. Yeah, I, I, and I don't like the look of his replacement. Uh, because the thing I love about Big Kurt is he's just a massive human being, wins everything in the air, and I, I'll be honest, he's the best last man tackler in, in the Premier League. Like his, uh, right, yeah. his latch ditch tackles in the box are second to none. Yeah, right. The guy's unbelievable at that skill, and I. And at times you don't really want it like you don't want to see your defenders having to dive in in the box and stuff but whenever Kurt pulls one off and he did I remember uh, Lampard's season uh, towards the end against Crystal Palace uh, Chelsea 3-2 up late on and Kurt made one of these tackles against Zaha and if he doesn't make that Chelsea don't make the Champions League last season right he was just just a great guy, and I, I th- you see like training videos of him. He's best mates with everyone. Big smile. I'm I'm, I'm gonna miss him. I was I was devastated to see this. And thirty million pounds. Well, I think that's a fair price. price you no, know, whenever you look at what price some other defenders go for, if Kurt Zuma's gone for thirty million, I don't know, Billy. I I, I I think that's a reasonable remuneration. Nah, I don't know. Nah. For a player that wins every ball in the air, it should be more than thirty million. Well, as we as we outlined um, in our award show, he was the highest rated defender according to who scored of every player in the Premier League last season. So, oh yeah, Cause, yeah, because he did just score goals. To be fair to him, yes, that I, did distort it slightly. Yeah, I'm gonna miss him. Like, I hope he I hope he has a good time at West Ham. I hope anytime he plays Chelsea, he has a shocker. But I really I, I do hope like I, I do like kind of hope now to see like. West Ham go on sort of a bit of a European run just to see Kurt have fun. Listen, by the by the sounds of our group um, that we drew, uh, I think that's quite likely. Um, so. uh, who's Kurt going to be playing next season? <laughs> uh, Dynamo Zagreb, Genk, and Rapid Vienna are our oh, bastions of European competition that we're facing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. M- massive football institutions like. <laughs> um, I'm not saying anything because I'm not going to jinx it, but it's a, it's a very good draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I fully expect Kurt to Kurt to have fun there. And uh Kurt, if you're listening, uh 
Just get in the air of Declan Rice. That's all you're there for, so <laughs> <laughs> bring him home. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we have actual uh, games of football to talk about, Chris. Yes. Uh, I think there, there, there's only uh, one place to start, and that was uh, the Sorry Lunchtime kickoff. No. Uh, I think yeah. dur- during the week, I think, everyone, and from last weekend, we did joke on this podcast as well after the Chelsea-Arsenal result, uh, that Arsenal's next game was Manchester City, and they could be in trouble. And mm. yeah, they were in massive trouble. <laughs> no. I, now, this may be controversial, but I think in the general hysteria of look how terrible Arsenal are, I think there is some slight recency bias um, in okay. this. Like, I, I think, I know it's very difficult to say this when they are bottom of the Premier League with no goals scored, but... <laughs> yeah, bottom of the league, no, no goals scored, but but they did beat West Brom in the Cup, so... <laughs> I don't know if you saw, so I, I picked up on this, I don't know if you saw any like um, of the chat about that game, Billy, but West Brom basically played their C, their C team plus Robert Snodgrass. Yeah, um, I, I watched the last 20 minutes and West <laughs> Brom rolled over. Uh, that was um, that was not a high quality uh, side. <laughs> I think, I, I still think, like, if you have everything working in this team, like, it, it, it's, not, it's not a bad team. I think... There, there's several. I mean, Jacka is a problem. The two centre backs. I mean, well, the, 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 the two centre backs are bottom half or fighting relegation level of, in the Premier League. <laughs> you know, um, I, I thought it was weird as well that he dropped the the new Belgian guy, Lekonga, who I thought looked actually really good in the first couple of games. So, yeah, again, like you, you looked at the Arsenal bench and Arteta, in, in a sense, this summer has been backed. Oh, well, they spent more than any other club, I think, in the Premier yeah, League. But but the majority of the signings were all just sat on the bench. It's like, what is what is this guy doing? Yeah. You bring up Xhaka there, and we'll, we can talk about his red card in a bit. But I, I don't understand how he goes from playing the way he did at the Euros, if you, you think back to that <sighs> Switzerland. He's so different game. for Switzerland. Yeah, that's why they the signed him. Yeah. The guy looked unbelievable. Yeah. And at that stage, I think Roma were in for him. And I can't believe whenever Roma came in for with an actual cash money offer that Arsenal went, no, let's offer him a new contract. I, a player who's I, yeah. had more red cards than any other player in like the past five years. It's not just that, Billy. The, ch- the chat is as well that Arteta at Man City tried to get them to sign him. For stunning. For City as well. Uh, like that is, I can't believe that. Yeah. Could you imagine him in Manson? <laughs> imagine Pep Guardiola watching that week in, week out. I, I just, I, I'm like, I did, and Kolasinac started. Yeah. He's been out on loan for Kolasinac. two seasons. Yeah, he was He was a real interesting one. Like, he was, like, he trended on Twitter before the game, and there was not one positive message about him. And I think it shows you the state of how the game actually went when, uh, after the game, Saliba was trending. Yeah, where is that guy? guy? He's now, yeah, he's now playing his football in the French league, which we'll talk about later. But the fact that uh, Arsenal fans want the guy back from Ligue 1 is terrifying <laughs> to me. Uh, am I right in saying the last time we saw Kolasinac is when he smacked that guy who was trying to steal from him and Ozil in the street? Yeah, that that would that would probably be. You're not far wrong. <laughs> To be honest, uh, Ozil actually, if you, if you saw at the weekend, Ozil uh, just tweeted after the game, uh, trust the process, uh, heartbreak emoji, and then a sad face because he's just an internet troll now. Ozil, like, he just, he's so, he's, he's so weird on Twitter. Like, like I, he's an absolute joker. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So I think, just to talk about the goals, I think that the first one was a, a Gundogan goal, a basic cross in. Uh, and Chris, I know, I know what what you like from a centre back, and uh, what Holding did here was not was not up to scratch, was it? Uh, no, uh, th- that is the biggest problem position for Arsenal. It's bizarre that uh, a club like Arsenal could lose David Luiz and look worse defensively. <laughs> you know that David Luiz is currently currently out of contract. By the way, I think he could be getting a call over this international break. Oh, I, could you imagine if that happened? Um, I, I can know, see Arsenal, that happen. Arsenal yeah. have gotten rid of William this summer, but they need to do something daft and bring him back in. 
Uh, but, but but someone who did have a complete stinker, Cedric Suarez this game, especially for the second goal, Chris. Um, I thought, yeah, he he has had one of the most bizarre careers in football. I, I think we talked about it last last season, but um, yeah, like won the Euros and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even really know why, like like why he was brought in. Ne- neither do I. Like where's Bellerin? Bellerin issue. Well, yeah. Bellerin's apparently looking looking out of the club. Uh, but like Suarez. First five minutes, I'll give Arsenal a bit of credit. First five minutes, I thought Arsenal are very good. I said, we're mm. actually in for a game here. Mm. They're pretty confident going forward. But I think there's a counter-attack on the fifth minute where Arsenal have a five-on-four. Ball gets uh, put out to the right-hand side with Suarez and completely kills the attack. He imme- doesn't look forward at all, immediately looks to play the ball backwards and kills them. Later in the game, I actually think you can bring the Xhaka sending off back to him and Leno. Because their, right. their play out from the back here was diabolical. Oh, oh yes, it, yes, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the situation Arsenal got themselves in here uh, were just... And Leno isn't comfortable playing out from the back, and I do think that... I, and he should be, that's what we've all been told. <sighs> and but, th- th- that's the chat of apparently why they signed Ramsdale. Well, yeah, and I've never seen Ramsdale at the ball at his feet. Nor neither have I. Neither <laughs> So they normally doesn't get the play in that position. So we yeah. only find out, and then yeah, he, he he leaves one a bit loose. Xhaka, of course, loses the head because that's what Xhaka does, mm. and gets himself sent off with his uh, team. Uh, I believe they were two 0 down just mm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Then gets the three after about thirty minutes, and Arsenal fans start to leave. I, I, no, I am not about that. Really, so I, I'm. I was. You, you are about that. If my team are doing what Arsenal are doing at this present time and are 3-0 down the Man City at a lunchtime kickoff, I'm leaving. <sighs> I, so there, I, I'm, I'm conflicted about it. Because, yes, on one level you need to show that this is absolutely unacceptable. Mm. But on another level, it, it kind of like, I mean, this is classic Arsenal. It's the, well, it's not at all the fans, but there's always an entitlement amongst the Arsenal kind of, mythic or lower you know that the, they deserve to be in a certain level um, yeah well i, I we'll, we'll get into what i want to get on to in, in a second about aftv but i, I want to get your thoughts what what would you prefer to see after the third went in some left yes but after the fourth went in some celebrated definitely not about that like that that was a low that definitely not low. about that um, that was, uh, like that was that was a dark moment for that football club. I just should have walked at that point. Uh, I want to bring up AFTV because we all have our opinions. I'm we we do a similar thing to what they do. It's just a fan's voice, you know. We're not here to give a tactical breakdown of anything. We just want to give opinions. Mm. But AFTV ran ran Arsene Wenger out of that club. Uh, yes, absolutely ran him out of town their best ever manager and they ran him out of town yeah and ran emery out of town as well deservedly so i felt at the time uh, yeah emery lost it yeah yeah and they're about to do the same thing to make arteta because they think they should be in a better position than they are that, that <laughs> youtube channel has ruined that football club yeah and i i would agree that that has that channel has a disproportionate amount of influence compared to any other equivalent on any oh, other club. N- no other fan channel has that. We don't have that on any football club. No, no. You know, if, if we had that kind of influence, Pele's records wouldn't have any influence. <laughs> on <that kind> of <laughs> we had the AFTV influence. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do, I, I'm, I'm all, because we do the same thing, and it's funny to criticise it, but as you say, it is in proportion... Like FTV have ruined the football club in a mm. way that Hammers TV or Redman TV could never. No, uh, no, no, no. Literally, no. Um, I, I, I just don't know what they want. Well, I don't know what obviously know what they want, but yeah, they, they want another invincible season. That's going to realize <laughs> is never going to happen for any club, not even like Man City. I just like there was always like Arshin Wenger was there for so long and obviously went through different transitions of football changing in the Premier League, which is why him and Alex Ferguson and to an extent Jose Mourinho are a level above others. Because yeah. because yeah. it's it's changing with the times. But Arsenal at a obviously at a 
more senior level than the manager. Like that, I think that is where the problems are more than, you know, I, I don't know. Like Arteta is obviously very widely regarded in the football world. I, I don't yeah. understand what makes him good or not good, but there's something seriously wrong somewhere in the mix of recruitment and then um, amongst that chain, chain of command. Yes, I I think you listen to Guardiola in his interview after, and he's backing Arteta up. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And I I, I think Arteta should leave because. Oh, you do right. Okay, I, I think he should go it, it, just to stick two fingers up to these fans. Well, I, I I I don't think yeah I don't think he necessarily deserves yet yeah, what he receives from the fans. Like I, I yeah, who would they take instead at this point? Exactly, in time? like. I enjoyed a tweet I saw this week of some guy just put up uh, saying, uh, Conte the Arsenal, who says no? And every response was just Conte. Uh, I, t- I mean, I t- well, I mean, I mean, obviously, yes, but like... <laughs> yeah, really- Antonio Conte, I think, has a bit more sense about him than the joy. It, like, this I, guy turned yeah. on Spurs here now, top of the table. I don't think, yeah, I don't think he's Arsenal. I don't think he's Arsenal, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I think if international break had come at the perfect time for any team it, it's come at the perfect time for Arsenal yeah as all their international players leave and yeah <laughs> and, and probably, probably have a better time <laughs> yeah uh, but, but on uh, later that day uh, mass, massive game massive for, for myself and, uh, and, and someone who used to be associated with this podcast uh, <laughs> Chelsea travel up the Anfield on a Saturday night, uh, finish one all. I, I think a, a great forty-five minutes of Premier League football first half. Uh, like it was exactly what you want to see. I think refs need big credit this season. Refs are letting a lot go, mm. so they are. And then uh, a few referees, like Savantley Taylor, on Saturday uh, decided that oh yes, all the rules have changed, but I'm going to change them on the spot again. With regards to the Reece James handball, I don't know your thoughts on it, Chris. But oh. I'll, I'll let you take the, the floor on first. Oh, well, <laughs> I think the thing about all this and the thing about this match is this is the game where I remembered why Liverpool I find so annoying. They're all they always have to be right. Well, yes, because this is the propaganda I've been told by Jose Mourinho since I was. <laughs> and it is. And I was watching this, and it, it did bring back great memories of those games back in the days. Okay, I don't want to sound anti Liverpool, but I do hate Liverpool. And it's not. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not like dumb things. It's the fact that like growing up, Liverpool were like Chelsea's main opposition. And oh, yes, me yeah. as a kid, like I, yeah. I have horrible memories, and then. Uh, the second time Mourinho came round, you know, uh, Chelsea went the Anfield, and as Mourinho said, they wanted to see the clowns, they wanted to see the circus, and then you get the half time, and you have five pundits lined up that are all Liverpool. That's the reason. <laughs> it's slightly out of respect and stuff. But yes, yeah, so my, I actually don't mind a lot of this Liverpool team now. There, there's one person no. in particular I don't like, and that's Jordan Henderson. I've never seen a mouth on a player like it. I, I know what you mean, and like to be fair. Mendy absolutely booting him was outrageous. Like Honestly, be- Edward Mendy built a statue now. <laughs> Billy, I, I mean, I love the handbags after it, but that that was an that was an outrageous boot of Jordan Henderson. Oh, oh see, I've a handbags. Uh, I was I was saying this to uh, again someone who was uh, previously associated with this podcast today. That bit of handbags is the reason why I love football and the reason <laughs> I love this particular fixture. Because it does Chelsea Liverpool for whatever reason brings out a different level of emotion with me yeah. than any other game. Like I was properly going at it at, like shouting at the TV <laughs> whenever this bit of handbags was kicking off. I was wanting as Pilly Quit at the chin someone at this point. <laughs> and again so that comes after the Reese James handball uh Yeah. Mohamed Salah then goes on to score a penalty just before halftime. That halftime whistle could not have come at a worse time for everyone because this was a great game mm. and it was just boiling over. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I, and it was interesting as well to see um, Harvey Elliott play for Liverpool again. Um, yeah, d- didn't see a great deal out of him again. Didn't see a great deal out of this Liverpool team at all. Second half, mm. I thought a mix of Chelsea were very good defensively. Uh, I think at halftime yeah. Thiago Silva comes on. After Rhys James gets uh, sent off, moving Christensen the right centre back as Pilicueta 
like the wing back and Chelsea were just happy to sit and sit in a low block, put it up the ROM. And Liverpool really needed someone just to something different. Like the, every single time Mane was trying to cut in, Mane had a stinker as a result. Jota came on just before the half, didn't threaten really. Mo had a couple of decent chances, but they really needed that either Elliot or Henderson to create something and neither of them did. Mm. And then you, you look at you look at the Liverpool bench and Klopp's looking around and be like, what do I bring on here? He had Minamino. <sighs> yeah, I, 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 and I was looking selling Shakiri this week as well. Well, well, I mean that. I mean that's uh, that's about three years too late. But yeah, their their squad depth is is a slight problem, and I, I'm really trying. Just because it's you, I'm really trying to find a way to not see this as definitive in how Chelsea are going to win the league this season. Um, because no, I, I think cause, you saw in this because I, I I can't I can't give you that. No, because I think you saw in this game why they won't. Because, oh right, okay, right, right, okay. And it was mainly because Jorginho went down injured, and then Ngolo Kante goes off injured with an ankle injury. And I think right. last second half, you have Jorginho and Kovacic playing together, and then big Trev Chalupa has to come on. In C in CDM. Yeah, uh, there's just not enough men in that position. Well, you've got more than. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you've got more than United. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you're losing Golo and that, that's, you're done. Well, yeah. I, I think, again, we don't talk about stats here, but I, I've got a great <laughs> for you, Chris. I've got a fantastic one. Yeah. Uh, if, we, if we want to talk referees, mm. because I think uh, there's been a new rule with refereeing. Every team should get to pick one ref. They don't want the referee their games <laughs> off season. Uh, mine will handily be Anthony Taylor. Uh, okay, I, I, I've got time for Anthony Taylor. Uh, no, not after what he does to my football club. What, What? because uh, he looks at an image rather than the video? No, because of priors. So you, you look back the last season, uh, remember Maguire uh, had Azpilly quit on a headlock from a corner. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- previous season, uh, Maguire uh, booted Michi Batshuayi in his gentleman's area off the pitch. Nothing <laughs> happened. And also last season, I think you'll remember an FA Cup final, uh, Jose Perez uh, had a moment where the ball came up off his thigh, hit his hand, and then Leicester were allowed to score a goal. But if a Chelsea right wing back does that, he gets sent off and a penalty's given. But I, 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 I thought it was I thought it was a difficult one as well. Yeah, and I thought I thought Reece James was unlucky, but yeah. The moment that happened, yeah. I thought penalty, to be honest. I, did. I, was like, oh. I thought penalty. I thought sending him off was harsh and killed the game of football. No, so, so actually, this is where we might differ strongly. Is I, I mean, Gary Lineker was like, oh, well, you know, th- this is such a shame because, you know, it killed the game, a red card. Mm. Now, 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 again, I'll re- reiterate, this is the same three pundits who don't actually analyse football they just say whether a decision was right or not and complain about the ref and call it match of the day uh they said oh well you know it it kills the game well that's the way it goes like what (laughs) like that that's what you know it's it's not about whether somebody whether you enjoy it or not you you, you've called for justice for about 25 years from the refs and now it kills the game it kills the game. Yeah, take a day a off. Like, yeah, it was a lot like that last season. I think you remember, like there was a lot of like free kicks given. They're like, "Oh, this kills the game." It's like, yeah, the guys hacked another fella down. That's not killing the game. That's just putting in the rules. <laughs> what is the game? You know? <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how dare that ball go out and him throw it back in? He's, just been <laughs> He's killing the game. But yeah, so uh, Anthony Taylor. Uh, this is this was fantastic reading for me after the game. I don't know who sat down and done this. <laughs> Uh, but someone worked out over the last decade, uh, Manchester United average 1.95 points per match. But when Anthony Taylor referees them, they average 2.26 points per match. No, no, Bailey, Bailey. Which is a 16% difference. Now, Bailey, as you'll know from your degree, you also have to take into account that correlation, it does not necessarily mean causation. No, it's causation and it's <laughs> because it's affected my team. So it has. Now, uh, Chelsea Football Club, on the other hand, over the last decade, have averaged 1.94 points per match. 
uh, when Anthony Taylor has uh, refereed Chelsea average 1.71, which is an 11.8% difference. Get this man out of my team's games. Get him out of that black shirt in the middle. I don't want to see him again. Uh, look, uh, yeah. 11%. <sighs> There's something there, sure. There's something there, yeah. It hates Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. He, he hates it, so he does. He hates it. No, he did I, I guarantee, remember that touch Mason Mount had between Trent and Matip? I imagine he hated that. I imagine he hated the fact that he had to give a foul. Because <laughs> <laughs> what a moment. Whenever Mason Mount had this touch, I was like, that is, this boy wants, he's coming for, for the crown this year of under the floodlights player of the season. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and there's another player we'll get onto uh, later in the West Ham game who I think is in with a serious shout of it. Uh, but but of a quick where's Chile update for you? Chris. Oh oh yeah yeah. What where's he at? He's still not on the pitch. Uh, but there was uh, there was Instagram uh, story updates uh, from Deli Alley this week of him and Chile having a piano lesson. I also did see a photo of him in the sun today on the same day out in the nightclub. But yes, Ben, wise up your Champions League winner. Get yourself back on the pitch. Absolutely. Uh, he, was, he wasn't in the same nightclub as Michael Gove, was he? Uh, hopefully not. <laughs> you can look that up later. Um. <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, over, over to uh, the other side of London, uh, West Ham Crystal Palace uh, fin- finished 2 all. Chris. It's good, good, good to see that we're in the same company as the, as the big teams uh, that were kind of viewed by. Them. That's great acknowledging by you. Yeah. Uh, well, you're, you're up on seven points. Listen, so are, so. listen so, we're... Uh, uh, I've got to respect it. Um, you, you didn't get you didn't get to give West Ham their flowers last weekend. You know, uh, we, we recorded on Sunday. Oh, of co- yes, of course. West of course. Ham played on Monday night, went to the top of the table. You unfortunately didn't get to give everyone a bit of smack talk. Uh, Mikel Antonio is now West Ham's Premier League uh, top goal scorer. Chris, mm-hmm. uh, how many goals has he scored there? Uh, I, th- I think it's forty nine fifty. Yeah. Well, yeah, I want to bring this up. <laughs> I was watching the game and getting and seeing your text messages and stuff about West Ham being top of the league. <laughs> Mikel Antonio, that yeah. celebration. The what the the cardboard the the cutout. What are we saying? <laughs> Listen, well, he is someone. So I don't follow, I don't follow very many um, footballers on Instagram, but I <laughs> I, I, follow, I follow Antonio because um, he, he 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 does what he wants. Um, I'll put it that way. Uh, it was like the least surprising way to celebrate it, and like the best part about it, Billy. I don't know if you saw, was um, he was on with Carragher and Neville in the interview after, and and they were like, "Oh, what?" You know, we didn't really get the reference, and he was like, and he mentioned some like two thousand and one like teenage dance film. Yeah, as the re- did you did you hear this? Uh, yeah, like not I, not I dirty dancing. Was <laughs> and he was like, "How how could you possibly not know this?" Yeah, I, I had I to think- Google it. I, th- I think he's the only person that's watched this movie. I think he thinks it's a bigger thing than it is. It's like it's like Fetch and Mean Girls. So it's like, okay, stop trying to make this a thing. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, for a player that we kind of signed as a right back, phenomenal career. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's testament to him that he, he'll now go down. Yes, he started as a, a right back and he was fantastic out there, and he did get goals, and it made sense for him to go up top. Hmm. But I, I think as a as a football club to be celebrating the fact that one guy scored fifty goals is a bit ugh, embarrassing. It, it, it was quite funny to look back at the, the list. You know, like I I think we comfortably have had like if you just lined up every striker that every Premier League club has had, um, I think we're comfortably bottom of that. Uh, <laughs> that has been the definition of a problem position for us. Yeah, I think West Ham just need to keep hold of this guy now, just to try and like get him to like at the hundred club. I think once you get the hundred, oh. it's a decent looking mark. Yeah, that would. Love so it is in terms yeah. of goal scoring. Yeah, uh, but but this game, first of all, good assist from him for the Fornals goal. Mm. Fornals getting getting in amongst the goals so far this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. He's doing well. Yeah, yeah. So he is, and then uh, on the other side of the pitch, uh, Crystal Palace, who Chris, I, I remember saying on this podcast, for first weekend of the season, uh, Vieira should have walked out of the job. <laughs> yes. Uh, I took that back now because uh, that weekend he didn't have Conor Gallagher. <laughs> what, a, what a difference this guy's made. 
um, Conor Gallagher is a very good player who has fantastic hair, I have to it's, say. It's unreal. Um, Bring this boy back. I love him. Uh, yeah, yeah, like... It, I knew it was going to break for Palace at some stage, um, and I, like, I just I thought, yeah, I bet you this will be, be us this week. But yeah, I, I would still be concerned for them if it was a Palace fan, to be honest. But um, oh, so would I. Some some of their defending is is per. Yeah, like I hate how we have to keep referring to Chelsea. The, your other guy you sold to Palace, the um, Mark Gurry. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to see yet what it is that everybody thinks is brilliant about him, but I'm sure that'll that'll come. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen anything in a Palace shirt yet from him where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm annoyed he's gone. I do think he'll he'll get, something will come out of him. I think he's a good player, but he's not done what Conor Gallagher's done so far. No, yeah, based yeah, on yeah. his performance, or early front runner for player of the season. For who? For Conor Gallagher, that second no, goal. No, for, for, oh. for what Premier League Premier League player of the season? No wonder the floodlights. Oh. Well. <laughs> Because uh, they're legal, do their usual and just popularity contest. We, we well, like to look at players and how they play, and Conor Gallagher the way he plays. Oh, uh, yes, he'll be up there. He'll be up there. Yeah, yeah. That that second goal, just the touch he takes past Dawson, and yeah. then, uh, near post, beautiful. Yeah, no, it did. It was good. It was good. No, yeah, yeah, no, he did. Yeah. Uh, Oh, we we talked about uh, earlier on West Ham's new signing, Kurt Zuma. Uh, I think West Ham may need to make another new signing, Chris, uh, similar to Leeds last season. Uh, Moyes, uh, quotes from him post-game saying uh, the London Stadium currently has a poor pitch. Well, There's three games in this season. Well, who, who, nobody's really surprised uh, to hear to hear that I, th- I think one year we came back and we couldn't play the first they had to move the first game of the season because they were playing wait for it baseball uh, <laughs> at the London Stadium um, one year so we had to play away for the f- like until like October L- L- lovely yeah um, <laughs> imagine being told that yeah West Ham you, you can't go out there and play Burnley this week and the Yankees are in the- <laughs> sick <laughs> Um, yeah. what, 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 like, what are I'm trying to think of a name of a team in that hundred thing? They all have daft names. Oh, like the the, the the Southern Brave, yeah, yeah, may as, may as well be that. Like, yeah, yeah. West Ham, you can't play here this week, and the Southern Brave are playing the Northern Heroics or whatever. <laughs> names, I don't know. <laughs> Superchargers. <laughs> yeah, maybe I fix their names. Uh, yeah. One player, a quick stat I was stunned by was uh, Jordan Ayew. Uh, oh yeah, I know, I I know this. I heard this as well. Yeah. Something like no goals in forty-eight games. I, I mean, that's um. What, what's the guy doing? I, <laughs> I mean that 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 is pushing it um a little bit. I have to say, um, I, I actually think he's quite a good player. And actually, to, to be fair to Jordan Ayew, I think the last time he scored, if I'm right, was against West Ham. Um, but. But forty eight like I'd like to think if you put me in me in those forty eight games, I could get one. Your your, your expected goals would be more than zero. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, he must be massively underperforming on that. Because again, I do, he's an okay player, he wants about a bit, but come on here. No yeah. goals. Yeah. Um I have to like I, I couldn't believe as well, Billy, that um Joel Ward is still there right back. <laughs> like I, I, I think Joel Ward is a perfectly decent um, Premier League right back but I think Palace have been in the Premier League for about eight or nine years now yeah. and like he's, he's still there he's just cutting the bite like uh, it's it's just gonna be forever that spine of like Ward MacArthur Saha like <laughs> yeah but MacArthur's another one he's, he's just he'll never leave yeah no those boys will play until like they're, they're 40 like, mm. they, they, they'll be the first footballers ever to get a pension from the football club yeah uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, well, uh, over to uh, a game. We're only going to talk about one of the teams in this game because one of them didn't has not offered us anything so far this season. We're going to talk about Everton here, Chris. And and, ma- and mainly one of their one of their two strikers uh, in the Brazilian uh, Olympic gold medalist Richarlison. Oh. <laughs> that was, that was what, what was this guy I was wondering where you're where you're going with this, um, and this is. Um, <laughs> Notably in the same week where there was chatter that um, he was potentially the one who PSG were looking at as a maybe FFP compliant 
replacement for Mbappe. Hilarious if that's the case. Um, I, no, I, no, I was saying in a group chat, uh, you know, I, I, I can see that working. But yes, it, it, on paper, that sounds ridiculous, obviously. Um, Hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I just want to see what will happen here. If the dominoes do fall in place, I believe there's a deadline. Uh, Real Madrid have to meet for Mbappe. Right. But I love the idea here of PSG phoning up Everton, being like, here's 100 million. And Everton having 48 hours to spend it. <laughs> and we know from Everton's past that that, um, that could go one of two ways. Well, based on signings this summer, they can buy another 99 uh, Damari Greys. <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to work... I was like, yeah, and like Andros Townsend. Like, I was trying to work out like... Couldn't believe he's still playing football. Well, well, I was trying to work out what the thinking was. And like the only thing I could think was, was he at Newcastle? Yep. That half season when Rafa was there, when they went I down. So I think that's the only reason. Because I, I couldn't think of any other reason why that was the case, why he signed him and starting him. No, that, that has to be it because Andros Townsend, as far as I was concerned, had retired from the game. <laughs> I, I, so, think, yeah. I think he has his own podcast, if I'm right and so. I mean, no, for, no free promo, but. Um, yeah, don't go listen to that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but interesting to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Richardson in this game uh, see, sees his team have a penalty uh, and after last weekend has seen that he is a strike partner of a player who scores penalties and decides, <laughs> I want this. Which uh, then, uh, I think you could see battle lines drawn mm. amongst the, the Everton dressing room as uh, Seamus Coleman went over to confront them. Oh, I, 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 Billy, I have to say, I love Seamus Coleman. Like, 16 grand, what a sign. You, you know, no, as, no, well, well, that too, but I mean just as in, because like, it's just the fact that he's like a guy from a farm in Donegal. And then I, I think there's the, the, the moment straight after where Alan has to come across and he's starting to chirp back at Coleman. And you know what he's like, you know. Yeah, he's a battle axe as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, so there, there's definitely divides in there, but I think everyone, once they calm down, realise Dom, Dom's the penalty taker here. Yeah. Uh, and Dom does what Dom does and uh, slots it away uh, comfortably. Uh, Damari Gray continues to impress Chris. What a player! Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a strange one. Um, I, I'm glad we're back. Like everyone's realizing that Brighton are not infallible. Um, uh, you know, it took three not games. Se- not not seen enough. I don't like. I've not watched Brighton for ninety months so far this season. They've done nothing to. Well, 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 basically, the, Billy, the chat was is that, oh, finally, they've overcome the, oh, well, they're so fantastic, but they never finish. Mm, oh, the, you oh, know, oh, the, the, their expected goals, they're sixth, you know. And the team, the, the team we're going to talk about next after this have become Brighton. No, I, no, I think I know where you're going with that, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, fair play to Damari Gray. You know, like, if he does if he does well, you know, I, I, I thought his career had kind of gone a bit... Pear shaped, to be honest. So did I. Uh, but so did I. he's because he, he came in. I think he came into Leicester. It might it was like the year after they won the league, or halfway through that season, yeah. or something. Um, and like, he's still actually quite young as well. Oh yeah, he's he's early twenties. Which again, because he did get into that Leicester squad quite early as an academy player, it, it's it's stunning. Like he does seem to have been around forever. Yeah, and he, he actually done Adam Webster in in that goal. Yeah, yeah, his pace is frightening, mm. so it is. And then uh, to get away and then score score the way he did was fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm so high on the guy right now, and I think he could potentially benefit if Richarlison does go. I think he'll be played slightly higher up the pitch. I, I, I just want to see that happen now, just to see Everton in 24 hours spend that. Well, because I, I, I quite like the idea of what's happened around Europe uh, this, <laughs> this week is... Mbappe may go and a PSG are looking at uh, an Everton player in Richarlison to replace him and then obviously Ronaldo has left Juve and Juve are looking at a, an Everton player in Moyes Keane to replace him Oh is that the chat? Right Because yeah, uh, to, yeah. to go back to Juventus of course Yeah so so Goodison Park this week is, is the centre of the footballing universe yeah. which is madness And I, I find right in saying Moyes Keane got sent off in the League Cup I, I didn't I, thought <laughs> I, 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 I think that's right yeah I still thought he was with like the under twenty threes. I thought Rafa just wanted nothing to do with the guy. Yeah, he's a he's a funny player. Him. Yeah. Yeah, I just love the idea of him going going across the UK being the Ronaldo replacement. <laughs> yeah. 
unlucky Juve. All, all, all the best, all the best. Uh, but just yeah, as we bring up Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo's uh, future, future club, uh, Manchester United, was a classic United win. Wasn't it? Oh, oh no, 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 it absolutely was uh, smash and grab. Um, yeah, I mean, good start for Varane. I think he'll make a big difference yeah. in the long run. But Bailey, as you, I think you were highlighting uh, or hinting to, I am deeply, deeply concerned because I love them. I think they're a great club, um, and they've added a lot to the mm. Premier League since we got promoted. Wolves cannot become the new Brighton in terms of, well, you know, they just deserve more. They just deserve yeah. it because of the expected goals. Yeah, like 4.76 expected goals, zero scored, like, zero points. Like, well, well, that's, you know, that's their fault for not finishing it. It's, it's the same problem. Yeah, and I think that the, the, player, the player that epitomizes that most, Adama Traore. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. If I could not pay money to watch this guy. Because he would like my hair would fall out more than it currently is. What? Watching, this, watching this guy, the way he glides past players and yeah. panics, yeah, kills me inside. Kills me. I just, I, 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 he is one of the most fascinating football players on planet Earth to watch. Like yeah, I, I, I just don't understand what's going through his head half the time. Um, I think I would rather watch an Adama Traore documentary than I would that Pele one. <laughs> just, to, just to see what goes on in his mind. Because it, it, yeah. he knows he's better than everyone on the planet. But it, it's not just that, Billy. It's the fact that his footballing education was... He left the Marcia Academy of Barcelona, or Masia Academy of Barcelona, um, early to go to Villa under, like, <laughs> Remy Gard or whoever it was, and then went to Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough! Um, what an education and there's so much potential there like it's unbelievable but mm. it's just yeah and then uh, a tale of two goalkeepers in this game uh, David De Gea unbelievable double save from Saiz mm. this was like proper De Gea stuff like you can tell this guy's under a bit of pressure at Dean Henderson like and yeah he's trying. it's and good I, for him this is also this is also a Ronaldo thing of like pe- people need to start stepping up that Ronnie's in the building and, and that will become a thing that will become and, a thing yeah yeah and the De- head has been the first here to just raise his level a bit like he's, yeah he's going down form over the past couple of years being iffy here and there uh but definitely stepped up here and i do think ronaldo will do that for a lot of guys and yeah i don't think dan james is salvageable after today dan i mean james, i mean he, he United top again. yeah i mean i mean he's i mean him and martial are the ones i'm thinking and lingard you know, they're the ones I'm thinking. Well, like, I, I don't know where you fit in, really. Yeah, they, they they need they need to go. But it's just like you know, like like Lingard doesn't come on, but Diego Dallo does. You know, like <laughs> it, it's just you know, like yeah, uh, and like so. What do you think? Uh, what do you think of Jose Sa then? Is it not? Well, this is this is where I was going. With the two keepers, Sa's got to do better here. No, the only he, he actually pushes it in. The only time, the only time I've seen this guy is where he was like unbelievable for Olympiacos in the Champions League. Like I, I, I don't okay. know what even what context it was. In. I just re- remember him specifically. But I mean, there's got to be a reason why he's like he doesn't. He's not really in the frame for Portugal. Nah, Un- Uncle Jorge's got him in. I don't rate this guy at all. Have, have you worked at the Wills manager's name yet? Lager, Luge, Lage, League, Lag. Again, watch watch 90 minutes of this game and no mention of his name. I think Jamie Carter uh, <laughs> referred to him at one point as the manager. And that's the first He's honestly, he's honestly the definition of generic Portuguese manager. Um, so they've, they've just picked a random bloke off the streets of Lisbon and told him you're moving to Wolverhampton. I, ju- I just okay, like, and I, I don't know how you're how you're feeling about this um, this Castor thing, Billy, because I was looking into it a wee bit um, after the last podcast because they're in Newcastle as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually realize it's the thing that like Andy Murray is all into, and like all yeah. the tennis yeah, yeah. ones are into. And it only started like five years ago. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a tiny operation. And yeah, they somehow find themselves like r- Rangers have them as well, and Rangers, yeah, yeah. And uh, by all accounts, just Rangers last season they were a disaster. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, and if you want to see it, you can see it on uh, Wills's double advertising boards. Uh, they were back. They were back. Yeah, they're, they're back. We get them at Man City and. 
and then we, we moved on the table quite significantly and uh, Wolverhampton have these double advertising boards at Molyneux in case for all your Bitcoin needs. Like none of none of the adverts I saw on this because I'll be honest, it is actually quite distracting. It is. <laughs> it is massively distracting. I hate it. But whenever you see it, like none of those adverts are directed at me. No, <laughs> no, they're literally not. The only thing that was directed at the UK audience was like some Sky Cinema premiere of some cartoon. Oh, Billy, I'm not joking. I must have seen an advert for that about a hundred times. Like that is triggering <laughs> me so much. That film. <laughs> if anyone's seen it, please please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get. Uh, we'll get on to in the modern second here, Chris. But one one thing I don't know if you've got this as well, but we we've like quite a number of listeners across the pond, of course. And, and we spoke a number of weeks ago about the three o'clock blackout. Yes, yes. I noticed quite a lot of messages coming in from across the pond during that this week, and I don't know whether or not like these people like these people will be just taking the mick out of us. They uh-huh. can tell us anything and we can't see what they're saying. It's really frustrating. Uh-huh. So I just encourage more of those messages just to try and mess with us to see what like what you can get out of us. Like you could text us like at half three on a Saturday and be like, oh such and such has scored and we just have to believe you. Because right. we can't see it for our eyes. Of, of course of course. Yeah. I mean you are relying on that or merch. I find that like that that killed me inside of it on Saturday, just not being able to see things and just getting like abuse sent them. Yeah, wh- why? Why did the why did the American broadcasters get it? Like, what? Because the the entire purpose of it is to make sure people in the UK go to the games. Oh, of course, of course. So of course it doesn't course. matter because it's yeah. like seven a.m. in the states. Of course, yeah, no, that's so totally, to, yeah, on board. Yeah. Again, like they completely deserve to just send us abuse and stick in the DMs because that means they're up at seven a.m. to watch these games. So well, just indeed. Have, just just have your fun with us because we'll have to believe it. Well, indeed. Or or you could or you could actually be like Phil Neville and give it a go and um yeah see what it's like over there. Um. Oh, well, unfortunately. You can't be like Phil because you don't have the connections. No, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on to the actual uh, in the mugs mud segment. Uh, very nearly, uh, it was very nearly Wigan. Uh, Wigan. Oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wigan during their game had a minute's applause for a dead duck. <laughs> that is not what I thought you were saying. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> I thought you were referring to. Um, Jack Wilshire's brutally honest interview with with an unnamed rival football podcast, um, where Fantastic and then interview by the way, no, no, like phenomenal, uh, gutted for him at West Ham. But uh, anyway, uh, Wigan then offered him a contract like day one after that. Okay. Oh. Uh, and like it, you know, all for, all for the likes, you know. I thought that's where you were going with that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I had more pressing issues of death that's being applauded, unfortunately, for Jack. Uh, that's not great. Uh, but the actual uh, in the mud this week is uh, Lionel Messi, Chris. Uh, yep. As we all know, uh, he's at PSG now. He started on the bench this evening. Uh, I don't know the score we're recording during, during the game. and uh, As we now know, it doesn't matter because Ligue 1 is no longer a top five league. Yeah, tell me uh, more about that. As of this week, when you talk about the big five European leagues, you're now talking about England, Spain, Italy, Germany, and under the floodlights, favourite, Portugal. We have been vindicated, Chris. Now, as in, is this the coefficient thing? This is the UEFA coefficient. So uh, this week, France fell to sixth. So, uh, sixth? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, five, yeah. I'll go through a quick order and uh, read out the coefficient. So England have a coefficient of 87 Spain have a coefficient of 80, Italy 63, Germany 61. Now keep that number, keep 61 in mind. Uh, Portugal uh, have a coefficient of 44 and France have a coefficient of 43. So they're officially down to sixth. Uh, just out of note, Scotland are in eighth and have a coefficient eighth? of eighth, have a coefficient of 31. So that means Scotland is closer to France in terms of coefficient than France are to Germany. And uh, is it uh, Russia in between? Uh, the Netherlands is in between on Netherlands, 33 yeah. and, and Russia's just below on 30. Wow. So they are, so yes, uh, Lionel Messi is no longer playing. Like this, he, he should have just gone sporting Lisbon if he, if he wanted to like, keep his legacy. Cause again, I, I believe the guy's the greatest footballer that's ever lived, but for the next two years, uh, he's done. Um. I, I'm f- yeah, I'm fascinated to see kind of how it works out. But I mean, 
it, it's more the fact like, like I love how Lille beat PSG to the title last year. But yeah. but you but you look at it and you're like, well, Lille are not getting past the group stage in the Champions League. Oh, Lille, Lille are pathetic in the Champions League. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, it's that sort of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, Lille will have like a decent game and then just lose all their midfielders, the Premier League clubs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is. I th- like. I I think it's why PSG might not win the Champions League as well. Is that it's it's not the fact that they're not good. Obviously, it's the fact that they go from this every week to suddenly, um, oh, Inter Milan, Real Madrid. Yeah, to, to Chelsea to suddenly playing an an eighty seven coefficient team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that, that measurement. You know, after after you know after a four nil away win to Strasbourg, exactly. Like it's more of a step up for PSG to play Bayern Munich than it is for Rangers to play PSG, based on this. And I actually would, well, well, to some extent, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. What what was it? Where, I'm trying to uh, go back to where the demise of Ligue 1 started. Um, I say it started whenever it became the Uber Eats. Th- <laughs> well, I mean, you could go back farther, and the fact that Lyon won the league ten years in a row. Um, oh yeah, so yeah, should, so according to our rules, it should be a dead league. Well, absolutely. I, yeah, no leagues. No, in our opinion, no league should be allowed to continue after teams won ten in a row. No, absolutely. And and I would actually argue that PSG, in terms of, um, oh yeah, like they just came in with money and just bought the title. Um, actually, worse than Man City because at least Manchester City had a bit of history. Um, in any yeah. sense, you know, any sense of community or history, and also and also a bit of competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, PSG were formed in like the eighties or something. So yeah, <laughs> like like literally. So yeah, P- PSG are like fifteen years older than me and you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I, uh, like, I just I'm, I'm I just can't imagine like like what Messi's going to be like when he comes up against like Mets. I'm just like, uh, well, why, 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 why would you watch that? Like, fraud? yeah. Well, why would you watch that? Yeah, I don't get. I, I, I'm so glad we we do this because if we don't, didn't do this, I would have probably ended up watching PSG against Reims and like that's that, who they're playing. A, yeah, that would be the end of me. Like, yeah, I'd have to just give up on life. Well, I'm I'm just so, I'm just seeing here live footage here, Billy, of the the Stade de Reims goalkeeper getting Messi to take a photo of his child in his arms. Oh, I, I, oh, so, like, so I I think that that pretty much says all that you know all there is. Like that's it. Yeah, let's let's knock that coefficient down even more. The fact that now, like, the Portugal now is a joke. Portugal at least produces half decent players now. France is doing nothing. No, absolutely. So getting on like that—that's like that nonsense Haaland did, where the line the Lino asked for his shirt last season. The Lino. Post game, the Lino asked for ha- uh, Erling Haaland's shirt, which surely you know, not. I'm looking at that coefficient of 61. That should be knocked down in the 50s for that. Surely, surely he didn't do that. So there's nothing, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of Nolton's games in the Premier League. I watched uh, Burnley against Leeds today, but at least Burnley Leeds has a bit more, like, has a bit more about it than any, any fixture that's going to exist in France this season. No, t- totally. Absolutely, yeah. So it's absolutely dead league, and unfortunately for those people, I talked about the Ronaldo ones earlier. Unfortunately for those people who, on Twitter, have their accounts set up with an app Messi and eight digits after it, and he's my goat and everything. Unfortunately, the guy's gonna only play about ten proper games this season. Yeah, it, it, so yeah, it because because his league games just don't count. He's playing a bunch of part timers. <laughs> So that's so like I'm just just really unfortunate for those people have now just wasted all of their lives arguing with people on Twitter. Yeah. So it is if the guy doesn't score four four hundred goals this season. <laughs> so it is, but uh, I think that's a nice way to put us in, in, into uh, the international break, Chris. Oh uh, uh, yes, football's back. Yeah. Yeah, f- football's been back for three weeks, and we've already had enough. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really. I feel like it's not normally. I mean, it's normally in September. It's not normally like this early. I don't think. So it don't does really... feel like it's come around a bit quick, doesn't it? But uh, is, is this the? This is like the world. This is the Qatar World Cup qualifiers. Is, it, is, that, is that what's happening now? It could well be, Chris. I've already decided I'm watching no Northern Ireland games. I can't be bothered. Oh, well, <laughs> right, but. 
Massive shout. All right, yeah. As I sit here in the Northern Ireland top. <laughs> <laughs> but I just cannot be bothered watching them. Yeah, well, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, unfor- unfortunately, yeah, we've had a good three-week run. Uh, really good responses so far. Like, listeners, everything's up. Like, doing really good. So, thanks to everyone who's Is it? like sharing everything, taking part and all. Like, it's like we're, 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 we're kicking on this season, so... Uh, it's it's really annoying that's come by and we'll have to stop for a bit, but we'll come back in two weeks' time and properly hammer away at it again. So, so we are, well, yes, once again, thanks everyone for listening and have a good international break. We'll see you soon. <laughs>